We would like to welcome you to the month of February. <laughs> That's right. Today is the 1st of February. Already, already. Boy, one month out of the year is gone into history. And as we are entering the month of February, the jazz show, which is what you're listening to right now, and myself, Gavin Walker, would like to introduce to you Black History Month. This is going to be the subject of all of our jazz features this month, is a dedication to Black History Month. So everything that we play on the jazz feature will be directly or indirectly influenced by Black History Month. And uh, I know it's very interesting. One of my uh, closest friends, we were discussing uh, the whole idea of Black History Month uh, over coffee uh, some time ago. And I said, you know, it's really, it's really nice. It's really a good thing that um, black history is being recognized. And, of course, my friend is black. And he, uh, he looked at me. He says, yeah. He says, you're right, Gavin. It is. It's really a good thing. But, you know, damn, it's the shortest month of the year. <laughs> Don't you think we deserve a little more? Anyway, at least it's being celebrated, and it's being celebrated in all kinds of artistic endeavors and uh, all, all sorts of things, um, movies and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and just general um, uh, people on, on various radio stations and all this sort of thing. It is being celebrated, and it's very important. And the jazz show is no stranger to Black History Month. We've been doing it every, every Black History Month for, uh, for many years. The subject, our first subject in our jazz feature this evening, is an album which has quite a title. It's called The Free Slave, and it's by Detroit drummer Roy Brooks. Now, Brooks may not be a household name to a lot of people, um, and we'll tell you a little more about Roy Brooks. We've got lots of other music to play on the show as well, but the jazz feature is very important, and it is our dedication to Black History Month. And this album called The Free Slave was issued on Muse Records. It's a live performance done in Baltimore on April 26, 1970, and it was done for the Left Bank Jazz Society in Baltimore, Maryland, and in front of a very receptive and vociferous and enthusiastic audience, made up mostly of black people. And Roy Brooks really came on the scene. He had been part of the Detroit scene. He was born there in 1938 in March, and Brooks uh, marched the 9th, 1938, and unfortunately died quite young. He was only 67 when he passed away, November 16, 2005. He had um, suffered pretty severe mental deterioration for many years and ended up in a home for uh, uh, mentally disabled people and, uh, and passed away there after various run-ins with the law due to his mental illness, sad to say. But Roy Brooks... Um, was a mainstay of the Detroit scene, 
uh, in the early days before he even became well-known. And he had played with just about everybody there. Yusef Latif, Sonny Stitt, Lee Morgan, Dexter Gordon, Chet Baker, Blue Mitchell, Charles McPherson, Pharaoh Sanders, you name it. Uh, he was first call drummer in Detroit. And when he left, he took Louis Hayes' place in Horace Silver's band. Louis Hayes went to, on to a great career with Cannonball Adderley. Horace Silver was looking for a drummer, and he chose Roy Brooks. And this is when Roy moved to New York, and his profile was definitely raised uh, on the jazz scene after joining Horace Silver. And later on, Brooks um, played with uh, James Moody, the great saxophonist in the early 70s. He played with Charles Mingus for a year. Uh, Danny Richmond had um, left uh, the country and was living in England and playing with rock bands over there for several years. And uh, Roy Brooks became Mingus's drummer uh, in the 70s, 72 and 73. He also played with Milt Jackson. And then later on, he joined his idol's drum ensemble. And Roy's idol was Max Roach. And Max Roach formed an all-percussion band, which was really interesting, called Mboom. And Roy Brooks was a big part of that. The only time that I met Roy Brooks was here in Vancouver in 1974 at a, a short-lived club in Gastown called Lucy's Jazz Workshop, um, which was run by uh, uh, a strange fellow, <laughs> Gerald Thompson. Um, he, he had good intentions, but uh, was, he was a bit of a, a little bit of a shyster, and uh, the club didn't last very long. But uh, Gerald Thompson did bring in some great people, including a band that Roy Brooks formed called The Artistic Truth. And in that band was the great singer, Eddie Jefferson, my good friend, and uh, this was some of the last. This was the last time I actually saw him, and uh, spent some time with him. Sonny Red, the great saxophonist from Detroit, and and also one of the great trumpeters from Detroit, Marcus Belgrave, who uh, lived his life as a teacher and a mentor and everything. Sonny Red, sad to say, died in 1982. And uh, the last time I saw him was at that time in 1974 when he was part of Roy Brooks's band, The Artistic Truth. Mickey Tucker, who is still alive and a good friend of mine, is on, was on, pian on organ, as a matter of fact, and uh, Mr. Brooks on drums. And they performed at uh, Lucy's Jazz Workshop. And I was there mostly every night and, of course, spent a lot of time with... Uh, Marcus Belgrave and, and, and Sonny Red. We had some uh, great, great times hanging and talking and uh, all that sort of stuff. And that's when our, where I met Roy Brooks. But in 1970, w this album uh, was recorded, and Roy Brooks put together this very special band and performed at the Left Bank Jazz Society in Baltimore. And that's what we're going to hear this evening. 1970 was a very interesting time in American history um, and a very interesting time for black people as well. They, they had uh, um, suffered the loss of Dr. Martin Luther King, the loss of Malcolm X, 
um, Bobby Kennedy, of course, the assassination of President Kennedy, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, of course, the uh, liberation of a lot of people during the so-called uh, hippie era, where people were casting off a lot of the rules and regulations that uh, had kept them down in the 50s. And, uh, and black people were coming out of themselves and, and, and saying, hey, we want it now. We want freedom now. And so the political climate in the United States was, um, was pretty heavy in 1970. And I think this music, uh, even though it, it doesn't directly, um, it is not directly influenced by it, there's an underlying kind of thing in all the pieces that we're going to hear this evening. We'll get to the music and the band right now. Uh, the album, as I said, came out on Muse Records. It was called The Free Slave, and that's a composition by Roy Brooks in the title track, and the first tune we're going to hear on the set. The people involved in this band, uh, and it's very well rehearsed, Roy Brooks, of course, on drums, and he's the leader. The great and late Woody Shaw on the trumpet. He was one of the last of the great trumpet legacy. Uh, Woody Shaw is still... Uh, worship to this day, one of the most advanced, harmonically advanced and adventurous trumpet players um, ever. And uh, he was really the last of a great legacy of, of, of trumpeters. Woody Shaw is unbelievable, and his influence uh, is carried on today. George Coleman is still alive. He is playing the tenor saxophone. Of course, George played many years with Miles Davis and played with Chet Baker and, and uh, Elvin Jones, all kinds of things. George Coleman is still alive and one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone and just became, a, uh, a last year, was a recipient of the MacArthur Grant dedicated to someone who's, uh, and lots of money, uh, and also the honor of contributing to um, the great art of jazz, George Coleman, still very much alive. Hugh Lawson was somebody I got to know, uh, was one of the more underrated piano players out of Detroit, and uh, he played a lot with Youssef Latif, but um, never really became a huge name. Very, very fine piano player. You'll hear his work on this date. And Cecil McBee, is still alive. So we have two musicians in this band that are still with us, George Coleman and bassist Cecil McBee, one of the great bass players in the history of jazz. There's only four tunes on this album, and we begin with Roy Brooks' composition called The Free Slave. And just check out what Roy Brooks is. kind of a a semi, sort of a funky, boogaloo-type piece, but Roy Brooks does some very different uh, uh, things he, he he puts a, a really interesting beat um, behind um, the repeated rhythm pattern and uh, gives you that sort of unsettled feeling and yet it's very much in the pocket. The Free Slave, that's the title track and that's the opening track. The second tune is written by Woody Shaw and it's called simply Understanding. The third tune is another Woody Shaw composition. It's called Will Pan's Walk. And the final tune is dedicated to Roy Brooks's idol, and it's dedicated to Max Roach, and it's called Five for Max. And, of course, it's in 5-4 time. 
So that's the jazz feature this evening. We're going to kick off with this music and take you back to the Left Bank Jazz Society in Baltimore, Maryland, April 26, 1970, and the music of Roy Brooks. Here we go.
Our jazz feature this evening recorded at the Left Bank Jazz Society in Baltimore, Maryland on April 26, 1970, and our first feature dedicated to Black History Month. And as I mentioned before, this band was, all these gentlemen in this band were very aware of what was happening in society in the United States in the early 70s, and of course, um, they were playing at the Left Bank Jazz Society to primarily a very large African-American audience as well. And just the idea of uh, titling the album The Free Slave um, certainly shows the um, definite direction of the music. Even though it's um, strictly music and, of course, the, uh, the reference to black history is rather oblique, but there. And the band, amazing, put together by the great Detroit drummer Roy Brooks, who I mentioned really didn't become uh, well-known until he left Detroit to take Lewis Hayes' place in Horace Silver's band. And then, of course, went on to play with all kinds of people um, in the 70s, uh, Charles Mingus, James Moody, and he joined Max Roach's percussion ensemble, Boom, as well. And Roy, of course, then later on returned to uh, Detroit and continued to play right up and um, basically until um, mental illness uh, took its toll. And Roy died uh, in a home um, at age 67. But he is truly one of the great drummers in jazz. And this album stands as a as a monument to uh, to Roy Brooks. He didn't record very much under his own name, and he, I think, was justifiably proud of, uh, of this album, which came out on Muse Records and was entitled The Free Slave. The people involved here with Roy, Woody Shaw, the late, great Woody Shaw on trumpet, one of the real heralds of modern trumpet, and uh, the last of a great legacy of trumpet players beginning with Fats Navarro through Clifford Brown, through Lee Morgan, Freddie Hubbard, um, and Woody Shaw. George Coleman, who is still with us, one of the giants of the tenor saxophone, and a giant of a man, big fella. You know, we call him Big George, and um, he still uh, is very active and, uh, and still plays um, various gigs, in, uh, select gigs in New York City. George Coleman, one of the great voices of the tenor saxophone. And on piano, someone uh, I think should have been better known um, and wasn't, sad to say. Very accomplished pianist from Detroit, Hugh Lawson. Spent a lot of years with Youssef Latif. On bass, someone else who is still with us, very much with us, and his name, Cecil McBee. And he's one of the truly great bass players. And Cecil, of course, is still very, very active um, in jazz music today. The music. We opened with Roy Brooks's composition, The Free Slave. Then we moved to two Woody Shaw compositions. The first one was entitled Understanding, and the second one was entitled Will Pan's Walk. And the final tune was dedicated to Roy's idol, the great Max Roach. 
And, of course, it was in 5-4 time. So he entitled it Five for Max. And that was the closing tune of the set. So we hope you enjoyed the jazz feature. We haven't quite finished with uh, our dedication to Black History Month. We've got a few more things I'd like you to listen to. Um, But after these words from uh, various people, (laughs) including myself, I'd like to tell you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. This is, of course, The Jazz Show, and we'll be right back right after these messages for you. For over 30 years, there has been one voice in the local Vancouver art scene that has stood above the rest, and that's Discorder, that conspiracy, punk rock, foxcore, sassy, still-publishing magazine from CITR. We're one of the established and trusted voices of Vancouver's music and arts culture in the Lower Mainland, with 8,000 copies distributed monthly to over 135 distribution locations, from the Lido to Zulu Records. Discorder is one of a few magazines published by a community radio station, and we only serve up the freshest local and Canadian goods. We have interviews with artists, album reviews, live show reviews, and articles about everything important to our crazy, unique, varied, and amazing culture in Vancouver and across the country. Pick up your free copy of Discorder today, or sign up to have it delivered to your door wherever you are. Check out our website for distribution locations and all the information about advertising and getting involved with Discorder. Warm up your winter with multiple Juno Award winner Alex Cuba as he supports his new album, Healer. Co-presented by K-Meek and the Blue Shore Centers, Alex Cuba will be at the K-Meek Center in West Van on February 6th, performing at 8. Visit alexcuba.com for tickets and for more information. When I look up, nothing brighter is happening in the sky. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Back to music. Jazz music, specifically. And we're going to hear an interesting piece of music called Black Heroes. And that's from an album by my birthday buddy. Well, he, does, he wasn't born on my birthday, but we always uh, uh, communicate with one another and, and, and wish each other happy birthday. I'm talking about the great vibist Bobby Hutcherson. And um, he was born the same year uh, as I was, in, uh, in uh, January. January 27th was his birthday. And um, this is a band, uh, slightly augmented actually, um, Bobby and Harold Land, the great uh, tenor saxophonist, led a, a co-led a band together and with various people in the rhythm section. And this is from an album called Now. And uh, again, it, it is an album that reflects the the Times. Uh, the album was recorded uh, in 1969, and as I mentioned before, the uh, 
times in American history, um, they were quite volatile, and uh, lots of stuff was happening then. Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Bobby Hutcherson on vibes. They co-led the band on piano, the great Stanley Cowell on guitar, Wally Richardson on bass, the late great Herbie Lewis, another aquarium, and Joe Chambers on drums, and Candido Camero on congos. The vocal on here is by Gene McDaniels, and he contributes a whole bunch to uh, to this tune, and there's also a, a, a small female choir um, as well, aug- augmenting the whole sound. And the composition and the words were put together by the great Harold Land. And the piece of music we're going to listen to is entitled Black Heroes. And then we're going to follow that with a tune from Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, my favorite edition, Blakey's favorite edition, too. And we're going to hear a Wayne Shorter composition called Tell It Like It Is. And we're going to end the set with um, a beautiful piece of music by Abdullah Ibrahim and his band. And the tune is called simply Mandela. So you know the significance of that. So three tunes. And we begin with Bobby Hutcherson and Harold Land and Black Heroes. Folks all over the world are talking about freedom right now.
We heard three tunes that uh, did have a connection with jazz music and black history. And we heard first from the album, the Blue Note album by Bobby Hutcherson entitled Now, featuring his co-leader Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Stanley Cowell on piano, Wally Richardson on guitar, Herbie Lewis on bass, and Joe Chambers on drums, and some words by Eugene McDaniels, and the piece of music was entitled Black Heroes, and it was composed with the words by tenor saxophonist Harold Land, and it was an important part of this uh, album called Now, recorded uh, in 1969. We followed that with uh, an album recorded actually in 1961 by Art Blakey always said quietly that this was his favorite 
edition of the Jazz Messengers, and that included Lee Morgan on trumpet, Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone, Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and, of course, Art Blakey on drums. The piece of music we heard was a Wayne Shorter composition called Tell It Like It Is. And the final tune was played by Ikaya, a band led by pianist-composer Abdullah Ibrahim, who played at last year's jazz festival. Amazing. He's, he was 80 years old. Gave uh, a haunting concert there. In the band Ikaya, we heard Dick Griffin on trombone, Carlos Ward on alto saxophone, Ricky Ford on tenor saxophone, Charles Davis on Barry on baritone saxophone, David Williams on bass, and Ben Riley on drums, and of course the composer Abdullah Ibrahim on piano, and the piece of music was entitled Mandela, and that was from a wonderful album that uh, was put out by Ikaya called Water from an Ancient Well. So we heard three pieces of music that had a, an indirect influence of Black History Month. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that uh, trio of tunes. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz. We're going to turn now to a wonderful saxophone player from Toronto. Her name is Allison Owl, and she's going to be performing with some Toronto musicians. She'll be out here in Vancouver next month in March, and she'll be performing at uh, Frankie's Italian Kitchen. And, of course, that has been become one of the jazz hotbeds. And um, Allison will be bringing her band in there. She's a very talented saxophonist. And she put out a second album entitled Forest Grove and uh, features the Allison Owl Quartet. And it's uh, made up of uh, Allison, of course, on alto saxophone and uh, a group of Toronto musicians, Todd Pentney, on, uh, on keyboards. He plays piano, Hammond B3, synthesizer, all that stuff. And John Maharaj on um, bass and, uh, or acoustic bass and electric bass. And Fabio Rangeli on drums. We're going to hear two tunes, both composed by Alison Au. And uh, the opening tune is uh, a tune that this she is able to display her uh, facility on the alto saxophone and her lovely sound. The tune is called Tides, and the second tune we're going to listen to is one called Through Light. So here then is Alison Al.
two compositions by Alison Aul and Alison uh, from Toronto playing the alto saxophone. This is her second album, and uh, it's, it's a nice one with uh, Todd Pentney on Rhodes, piano, uh, synthesizers, etc., etc., keyboards, in other words. John Maharaj on uh, bass and electric bass, and Fabio Rangeli on drums. And the two compositions we heard, uh, the first one was entitled Tides, and the second one was entitled Through Light. And uh, this is a very intriguing album. It's entitled Forest Grove, and um, it's, uh, I'm sure that uh, Allison will have this uh, on sale when she performs at uh, Frankie's Italian Kitchen in, uh, in March. And you can check on the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. They have all the information on there. And you can check it on the uh, exact um, date, which escapes me now, but it is sometime uh, in March. She'll be performing there with her own uh, group. And she obviously is a very, very fine musician. Allison Owl. All right. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And uh, we'll be back in a few moments. My name is Gavin Walker. Do you like Friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, but it gives you all kinds of deals with our friends on Main Street, including 10% off an antisocial skateboard shop, Devil May Wear, Red Cat Records, Woo Vintage Clothing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Tonight, increasing cloudiness, then a 30% chance of a shower overnight, and some fog patches. Low, 4. Tomorrow, cloudy in the morning, fog patches clearing, and then it'll clear in the afternoon. And that could be the last day we get for quite a while, with a low 4 and a high of 8. Then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all rain with lows between 3 
and highs up to 9 degrees. So it's going to be pretty drippy for the rest of the week. And then we get a reprieve on Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 2 and a high of 8. So that's basically it for the weather. All right. (laughs) We dispense with that pretty quickly. We're going to listen to Stan Kenton, the great band leader, recorded tons of stuff, different styles uh, he explored. He was one of the most adventurous uh, of all the band leaders, very innovative. You have to be a really, really good player to, to, uh, to work with uh, Stan in his band. He demanded the best from everybody, and um, he, he got it. Um, all the time, his bands were were quite incredible, and very very often they, as I said, they explored different kinds of music. He even did a country and western album uh, back in the day. Uh, he did albums with uh, vocalists. He did symphonic uh, kind of stuff, and um, amazing. Stan Kenton was one of those unique band leaders. One of my favorite albums is Contemporary Concepts. It's a band that, uh, or the this particular edition of the band really appealed to me, um, the people involved in the band. And uh, we're going to hear some great musicians. We're going to hear three classic tracks from that album. The first one, these are standard tunes. Well, two of them are anyway. Um, The first one, of course, is a a standard tune which is played by most jazz musicians. Uh, The tune is Victor Young, Ned Washington tune, Stella by Starlight, but it features this beautiful alto saxophone solo by Charlie Mariano. And my my good friend Campbell Riga um, lists this solo as one of his all-time favorite saxophone solos. And I I know that Campbell knows this solo by heart, and um, he actually can, can play the solo note for note. And it's so beautiful. Charlie Mariano, one of the great voices of the alto saxophone. The second tune is uh, Jerome Kern composition. The arrangement is so beautiful, and it features Bill Perkins on tenor saxophone. The tune is Yesterdays. Not the Beatles tune, it's the old Jerome Kern version. The third tune is one of the few compositions um, that uh, Stan Kenton, uh, he had kind of a, a, a um, a difficult relationship with, uh, with Jerry Mulligan, who was a wonderful writer. Um, Jerry wrote a lot of charts for Stan, but he didn't play too many of them. But this is one of them that he did play and did record. And uh, it's written by Jerry Mulligan, and it's called Limelight. And it features Carl Fontana, one of the great voices of the trombone, and Mel Lewis on drums, Mel Taylor Lewis. There's some great people in the band. Um, I could run down all the names here, but I, I'm not going to bother. Um, you've heard the names of the chief soloists, and that, that's it. But it's a huge band, five trumpets, um, four trombones, including a bass trombone, um, five saxophones, uh, Mr. Kenton on piano, Ralph Blaze on guitar, Max Bennett on bass, Mel Lewis on drums. So that's what we're going to hear, and we start with Stella by Starlight with Charlie Mariano. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Three great tracks from the Stan Canton Orchestra from this uh, wonderful album called Contemporary Concepts. And uh, it was recorded in 1955. And uh, Canton's music was always, well, very contemporary. <laughs> and, um, of course, he employed some of the very best musicians. You had to be really good. You had to be an excellent reader, uh, know how to play in a section, um, all this kind of stuff uh, to be in Kenton's band. And he always had top-notch orchestras, no matter what the era. And, of course, he explored so many different kinds of music. He was a very different band leader from, from most. And uh, he loved standard tunes, and he loved um, people to write, uh, rearrange um, great standard tunes. Um, and by standard tunes, I mean the tunes of, uh, you know, Gershwin, uh, Victor Young, uh, Oscar Hammerstein, Cole Porter, etc., etc. So we heard three or two standard tunes and an original composition. The first one, of course, was one of the prime tunes by Stan Kenton's orchestra, a version of Stella by Starlight, featuring the incredible Charlie Mariano on alto saxophone. And then we heard this very beautiful rendition of Jerome Kern's Yesterdays, featuring Bill Perkins on tenor saxophone. And the final tune was a very bright and swinging original by Jerry Mulligan, entitled Limelight, and that featured some uh, immensely um, facile trombone by the great Carl Fontana, and that also featured some fine drumming by Mel Lewis. The Stan Kenton Orchestra, three tunes from the album, the classic album, Contemporary Concepts. You know, uh, I often mention uh, websites here on The Jazz Show, and uh, I usually tell you about two very important websites. One of the most important websites these days is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Now, these people are planning the, the great Winter Option Festival down on Granville Island, and, of course, they have other events uh, coming up, concerts. Um, Charles Lloyd is coming to Vancouver. We'll be performing at the, uh, at the Vogue. And uh, tickets are available for that. There's all, all kinds of stuff. And, of course, the schedule at uh, Frankie's Italian Kitchen, which is uh, sponsored by the Coastal Jazz and, and Blue Society and uh, choreographed by Corey Weeds. Uh, he was the perfect man for the job because... He was the owner of The Cellar for so many years and uh, a great musician in his own right, so he knows what he's doing. So uh, that particular website is very comprehensive, and you can buy tickets, make reservations, do all that stuff, pay for everything, uh, all online. And uh, it's an important one, and it's coastaljazz.ca, and you can plan your um, schedule according to what you want to do. And uh, so that's a very good website to get on, the coastaljazz.ca. The other website is very informative, and I often mention that too, and that's the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Uh, the website of, um, I already did that, right? Yeah, uh, getting old here. Uh, the other website, of course, is vancouverjazz.com, and that's the website put together by my good friend Brian Nation, 
And that is a very comprehensive website as well. Um, all kinds of links and interesting uh, stuff on there that uh, you can check out and uh, spend a lot of time just uh, trolling around the, uh, all, all the links and everything, get musicians' biographies and uh, all sorts of stuff. So that's a good one, too, and that's uh, um, VancouverJazz.com. So CoastalJazz.ca and VancouverJazz.com. And one more thing, my good friend Ken Speller. Ken Speller is a very fine musician and saxophone player and teacher. And he plays all the all the woodwind instruments, but um, and and he teaches them, and he has a business called Music at Home. And if you want to learn how to play any of those instruments, uh, he can advise you on which uh, brand of instrument to buy or rent. And um, he comes to your home and he will teach you how to play, and and that's it. Uh, very easy. You don't have to go anywhere. You can you can be at home. You can learn at home. And that's the whole object, and that's his business, uh, music at home. And one other thing, too, is that Ken is a wonderful instrument repairman. So he has, uh, he does that in his home, which is located at 13th and Lonsdale in North Vancouver. And he has a complete workshop where um, he doesn't have a store overhead, so he keeps his prices very, very reasonable. So if you have an instrument at home that... Um, doesn't play very well, like a clarinet or a saxophone that's got some bent keys or missing pads and, and doesn't sound too good, Ken can get that instrument into shape. Uh, it may require a complete overhaul or it may be just a, a tweak, but whatever it is, he will charge you a very, very reasonable price, and he's very good. Um, a lot of professional musicians are going to Ken now because he, um, he, is, he is such a good repairman. And um, he'll keep your instruments in shape, saxophones, flutes, clarinets, all that kind of stuff. All right. And he is located, as I said, at 13th and Lonsdale area. His, he's got a phone number, and it's 778-800-1933, 778-800-1933. He's also, you can reach him by email, which is kspeller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, kspeller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. All right, back to some music, and we're going to turn now to an album that features the, the Turrentine brothers, Stanley on tenor saxophone and Brother Tommy on trumpet, they they have both departed. Sad to say. As a matter of fact, the only person who is still alive, and he lives in Denmark, is the leader of the band. The leader of the band is pianist Horace Parlin, and Horace made a whole series of wonderful albums for Blue Note in the early '60s, before um, moving uh, permanently to uh, to Denmark, where he made his home, and uh, still resides, and. Horace Parlin is a very, very distinctive pianist and made his mark with Charles Mingus on some very important records. He's got a very distinctive style, and I, th- I think you'll like his music. Um, the other people here, the great George Tucker on bass, Friar Tuck, as, as they used to call him, George Tucker, and on drums, one of the most tasty drummers uh, who just passed away just recently. Everybody loved him, Al Harewood on drums. And uh, we're going to hear two tunes, 
uh, one by Tommy Turrentine, the first one, and the second one by Horace Parlin. And this is from an album called Speak in My Peace. It was recorded in 1960 for Blue Note. And the first tune is the Tommy Turrentine composition. It's entitled Rastus. And the second tune is a Horace Parlin composition called Waden. So here then, the music of Horace Parlin and company. Horace Parlin and the Turrentine Brothers. Thank you. 
Yeah, as they uh, fade into the background. That was the music of a band led by pianist Horace Parlin from his Blue Note album entitled Speaking My Peaks. And that featured Horace on piano with the Turrentine brothers, Stanley on tenor saxophone, so distinctive, and Brother Tommy, underrated, on trumpet, George Tucker on bass, and Al Harewood on drums. And we heard two tunes. Uh, the first tune was entitled Rastus, and it was composed by Tommy Turrentine. He wrote some nice tunes in his day. And the last tune was um, a blues composed by the leader of the date, Horace Parlin, and it was called Waden. We're going to move now to uh, a few songs by one of the great jazz singers of all time. And I'm talking about Anita O'Day, and um, we're going to hear beginning with um, a tune whose original title was Interlude, and it became known as A Night in Tunisia. And, of course, it was written by John Burke's Dizzy Gillespie. Right, and his most famous composition. And uh, then we're going to hear a version of a tune, actually, that was written by Eddie Cleanhead Vinson, but generally Miles Davis gets the credit for this tune because he recorded a definitive version of it, but he co-opted this tune. He didn't write it. And the tune is called Four, and it's a favorite of jazz guys. And then we're going to hear a tune written by Jimmy Jufrey. And that's a very famous tune that he wrote for the Woody Herman Band. And we're going to listen to Four Brothers. And maybe we'll throw in another one. We'll see. But we'll begin with A Night in Tunisia. Original title, Interlude. Anita O'Day.
treasure in my heart once new was drenched in blue ooh. The shadows of night all around me I walk in a moonlight solitude And I thought romance really found me Love was just an interlude There's not one boy for me, I must have two or three, I need four. First the man who's the type to like slippers and pipe at the door. Then, if at all possible, I'd like the kind who's not very possible, but knows his mind. If you add to these few one that knows how the world dog cat style. Then this man of my world will be spangled and curled with his smile. And though it's incredible, I have found it's true that my fog and wonga bugs nobody else but you. Not one boy for me, I must have two or three. I, I need four. First, the man who's the type to like slippers and pipe at the door. Then, if at all possible, I'd like the kind who's not very possible, but knows his mind. If you add to these few, one that knows how to woo dog catch style. Then this man of my world will be spangled and pearled with a smile. And though it's incredible, I found it's true that my part one boys nobody else but you shall not be it up they do. My part one boys nobody else but you. For it
the land and chills the breeze and touches with her hand the summer trees perhaps you'll understand what memories There's a dance pavilion in the rain I'll shut it down a winding country lane A russet brown a frosty window pane shows me a town grown Spring of hours that started So April hearted She made for just a boy and girl I never dreamed, did you? Any fall could come in view So
a grape, crush me some ice, skin me a peach, save the fuzz for my pillow, start me a smoke, talk to me nice, you've got to warn me, undying me, don't try to fool me, bejeweled me, either amuse me or lose me, I'm getting hungry, peel me a grape. Pop me a cork, French me a fry, crack me a nut, bring a bowl full of bonbons, chill me some wine, keep standing by, just to entertain me, champagne me, show me you love me, kid glove me, a best way to cheer me, cashmere me, I'm getting hungry, feel me a Here's how to be an agreeable chap Love me, can leave me in luxury's lab Hop when I holler, skip when I snap When I say do it, jump to it Send out for scotch, boil me a crab Cut me a rose, make my tea with the petals Just hang around up the tail, and never would think me, just make me all of that rub me, don't bug me, new thunder burn me, you hurt me, I'm getting hungry, here's how to bring an agreeable job, love me and leave me in luxury's lap, hop when I holler. When I snap, when I say do it, jump to it. Send off the scotch, boil me a crab, cut me a rose, make the tea with the petals. Just hang around, pick up a tab, never hard think me, just make me bowl of air of me. We heard a bunch of selections by the great real jazz singer Anita O'Day. And of course, uh, she performed here with uh, most of the tunes with members of the uh, Stan Kenton Orchestra and some great arrangements of uh, jazz classics. And we heard Anita sing. Uh, she began with uh, Dizzy Gillespie's most famous composition. The original title was Interlude. Of course, it was, it's better known as A Night in Tunisia. Then we moved to a, a tune, as I said, was appropriated by Miles Davis, not written by him, but it was written by Eddie Cleanhead Vincent. And the tune was called Four. And then we had another four, The Four Brothers, and that was written for Woody Herman's band by Jimmy Jufrey. We heard a, a, quite a nice uh, arrangement of that with uh, Anita doing the vocal. And then um, another piece of music associated with the Woody Herman Orchestra, and Anita did Early Autumn. And then uh, with a smaller group, 
we heard the Dave Frischberg tune called Peel Me a Grape. Yeah, that was a tune that Diana Krall uh, recorded, but uh, Anita's version, as far as I'm concerned, uh, aces it um, just because she's Anita O'Day. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, that uh, interlude with uh, one of the greatest jazz singers ever. And if you ever get a chance and can find it, you should read her biography. It's a very harrowing and in many ways a disturbing read, but a great read. And if you can find it, check it out. We're going to hear now a piano player who is, I think, always underrated, uh, a major voice of the the piano. Uh, He was born in Los Angeles. He was the son of a very, very well-known minister and actually learned how to play the piano in church. And um, then he went on to play with uh, Charlie Parker and all kinds of people and had a great career in jazz. Hampton Hawes. And, of course, um, there was a certain amount of tragedy in his career as well. Uh, Hampton got hooked on drugs, as a lot of musicians did, and got busted and um, was given a really, really harsh sentence uh, in, 19, uh, in the latter part of 1958. And he, was, uh, he went away to San Quentin for a long time. And he uh, decided... Um, things were happening politically, and John F. Kennedy was uh, elected. And Hampton Hawes saw a light at the end of the tunnel, and he did something almost impossible. He wrote a letter, and it got out and reached the desk of John F. Kennedy. And Hampton explained who he was. Uh, He was an artist. He he had lots of recordings out. Uh, He was a well-respected musician. He didn't deserve to be there. He wasn't a criminal. He was a drug addict. And um, he, had, he had done his time. He was free of drugs um, uh, because, of course, being in jail. And um, he wanted out so that he could uh, play music and, 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 and do his thing. And he wrote the letter. And, of course, everybody says, Hampton, this is impossible. It's never going to happen. You're never going to hear anything. He got a presidential pardon from JFK, and Hampton Hawes was released in 1964 and carried on until his untimely death in 1977 of an aneurysm. And uh, that was quite a story. Um, Hampton Hawes, amazing musician. We're going to go back to 1958, and this is a session um, recorded in uh, Los Angeles with Hampton on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and the great Los Angeles drummer Lawrence Marable. And we're going to hear some tunes. And the first one is a tune by Hampton Hawes, actually dedicated to his wife of the time, Jacqueline. And it's called Blues for Jackie. And um, we're going to move on to some other tunes um, by Hampton as well. So we hope you enjoy this uh, set that we're going to play. Hampton Hawes on piano. Paul Chambers on bass and Lawrence Marable on drums and we begin with Blues for Jackie. Blues for Jackie 
We heard some music by the great late pianist Hampton Hawes and uh, a whole bunch of selections with Paul Chambers on bass and Lawrence Marable on drums. And a whole bunch of tunes, as I mentioned before, um, that uh, until this album came out called Birdsong had never before been released, which was very interesting. And uh, so the tunes, uh, we opened with an original called Blues for Jackie, which was written for uh, Hampton's wife of the time, Jacqueline. Uh, Then the standard tune, What's New? And another standard tune, I'll Remember April. And we ended with a composition by Dizzy Gillespie called Blue and Boogie. And uh, that was our Hampton Hawes feature. And we'd, uh, we'd like to turn the tables over to uh, Art Blakey and his jazz messengers here and play a couple of tunes um, or a tune. This one uh, is entitled Blue Lace. And uh, we'll just put this on right now. We're going to listen to... Art Blakey with Wayne Shorter on tenor saxophone and Lee Morgan on trumpet and Bobby Timmons at the piano and Jimmy Merritt on bass and, of course, the great Art Blakey on drums. And we're going to hear Blue Lace. Thank you. 
Bart Blakey and the Jazz Messengers and a piece of music that was, uh, I think, a little bit uncharacteristic of the band. Uh, a beautiful thing written by Lee Morgan called Blue Lace. And Lee Morgan on trumpet, Wayne Shorter, tenor saxophone, Bobby Timmons at the piano, Jimmy Merritt on bass, and Art Blakey on drums. And that's another tune from uh, Blakey's uh, album, The Freedom Rider. And we heard uh, something from that a little earlier in the program. We're going to close the show tonight with some uh, interesting music by someone who didn't record a lot. He's on thousands of recordings, though. <laughs> it's almost, it sounds like a contradiction. What I meant to say was that he didn't record a lot under his own name, but he did. He was a great musician, very adaptable, played a variety of instruments. And he's on all kinds of uh, jazz recordings with big bands, small bands, and also on a lot of pop and uh, commercial recordings as well, and even classical recordings. I'm talking about Jerome Richardson, and he's a multi-instrumentalist. He plays the, uh, we're going to hear him on baritone saxophone, uh, but he also is a wonderful flute player. And this is from a rare album which came out on United Artists Records called Going to the Movies. And what it is, of course, is movie themes. And so we're going to open up with a tune that was actually written by Duke Jordan, pianist Duke Jordan, for uh, a French movie. And it was uh, very famous because that particular French movie had um, jazz as the soundtrack. And Duke Jordan wrote all the music for it. And uh, the tune, No Problem, No Haya Problema. And uh, that was uh, from a well-known French movie. And then the next tune we're going to hear is one that everybody knows, and it's Henry Mancini's Moon River. That was from a movie, too. And the final tune is going to be from the movie Never on Sunday. (laughs) You might remember that one. Yeah, I'm sure you will. All right, three tunes, and uh, the great Jerome Richardson, very, very adaptable and uh, very talented musician with Richard Wyans on piano. Les Spann is going to be heard on uh, guitar. Henry Grimes on bass and Grady Tate on drums. And we begin with No Haya Problema, No Problem.
We heard three tunes from a rather elusive album called Gone to the Movies. And uh, it featured someone who uh, didn't record under his own name very often, Jerome Richardson, very, very highly respected um, musician who played a variety of instruments. We heard him on baritone saxophone on the first two tunes and on tenor saxophone the, the last tune and a little bit of flute at the end. He was a great flute player as well and played <laughs> more instruments than you can imagine. Very, very adaptable musician. Anyway, this is an interesting album. Um, the first tune we heard was uh, um, from a, a very well-known uh, French movie which had a soundtrack, Le Liaison Dangereux, and um, it featured, uh, the soundtrack was by pianist Duke Jordan, and the first tune was entitled No Problem which was the basic uh, theme music from there. And, of course, we heard uh, on flute Les Spen. Uh, he, later on, we're going to hear him play the guitar, which uh, he does on the third tune. Uh, he was uh, another very fine, adaptable musician. Uh, lesser known, but uh, a great player. Richard Wyans on piano, Henry Grimes on bass, and Grady Tate on drums. And uh, this was recorded in, in New York City at some club in uh, 1962. It doesn't tell you where or when or anything, just New York. So that's all we know. Uh, no Problem uh, was the first tune. Uh, the second tune was uh, obviously Henry Mancini's Moon River, played again on baritone saxophone by Jerome Richardson. Then we heard uh, an arrangement of Never on Sunday, the tune from the famous movie, and we heard uh, uh, Jerome on tenor saxophone, a little bit of flute at the end, and Les Spann on guitar on, on that tune, and then the, all the other people I mentioned. So that concludes another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We'll be back next Monday with another um, jazz feature tribute to Black History Month. And uh, we'll tell you that when you uh, show up and check us out. We're here every Monday starting at 9 p.m. and carrying on to, well, when we carry on to, usually after midnight. My name's Gavin Walker. Thank you very much. If you've uh, caught the last part of the show, great. If you caught the whole show, wonderful. Um, we hope to see you again. Thank you for listening, and take care, and uh, we'll turn you over to our great theme song right now. See you next week. Hey.